I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Marketing Today. I'm your host, Alan Hart, managing partner of Atomic, combining brand science and creative fire. Today on the show, I have Elizabeth Windrum, Director of Brand and Advertising at JetBlue. After a stint in finance, she found herself at E&J Gallo Winery and ultimately at JetBlue today, leading the brand. And in 2016, she was named Adweek's Grand Brand Genius for her work on the JetBlue brand, highlighting campaigns like Reach Across the Aisle and Fly Babies. On today's show, we talk about the brand's purpose of inspiring humanity and how the campaign of Fly Babies came about. We also address the importance of staying culturally relevant with your brand and the importance of understanding finance in the context of marketing. Well, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. Great. Well, I wondered if you could tell us all a little bit about your role at JetBlue and what you do. Sure. So I have the really incredible privilege of stewarding the JetBlue equity. This brand is so loved by customers and I need to find more of them and I get to tell our story and it's a great story. So I lead the brand and advertising team here. That means that we lead paid media, social media and content, sponsorships, events, promotions, as well as our in-house creative engine that drives brand strategy, look and feel across all collateral, as well as airports and aircraft. Well, congrats on the 2016 <laughs> Grand Brand Genius Award from Adweek. So you're, you're a grand brand genius. You know, what does that mean to you? It means I'm still in shock. Um, I, it was so lovely of Adweek to recognize our work and to be chosen as the grand prize winner in a category of such amazing brands and brilliant marketing um, marketers was just such an honor. And now it means there's a whole lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, that award is for the vision and creativity that's driving the JetBlue brand. So tell me more about you know, how, how JetBlue is doing that. What, what are you and your team doing? You know, I'd say JetBlue is still a young company and we're still very much on on a journey, which is a lot of fun. We're a fantastic brand, but we have a lot of runway to grow. I will do as many airline puns as I can for you. Um, but we really, really do. And everything we do is rooted in our mission, which is to inspire humanity. JetBlue started um, in the year 2000 to bring humanity back to air travel and we've sort of escalated that and said it's actually just to inspire humanity and we want to be 
the most caring travel provider in the world, which is, which is a huge mission and a huge vision. So everything is really rooted in that and our ideas come from there and they grow from there. Um, you know, I know oftentimes marketers have their frame of reference being their category and I find that to drive innovation and creativity, I tell my team not to even look at our category and get inspiration from outside the category and really just stay rooted in the JetBlue mission and the JetBlue vision and our values, which happen to be safety, caring, passion, integrity, and fun. When we do that and we tell our own story, that's really how we're, we're driving our own vision and bringing the most creativity that we can. Now, inspiring humanity, I mean, that's, that's a lofty, lofty. <laughs> lofty goal. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you arrive at that? So inspiring humanity is something that was born out of the original mission of bringing humanity back to air travel that um, was part of the founding of the company 17 years ago. And inspiring humanity seems really lofty for an airline, but really we do it every single day in every choice that we make. And of course, that's part of our marketing, but really out in airports and in our aircraft, our frontline crew members are out there doing that every day and they are truly empowered to make great choices for our customers. Um, and that's, that's how we inspire humanity. If you haven't flown JetBlue, um, you may not know what I'm talking about, but what is incredible is that people who have flown JetBlue and are our customers, they get it right away. There's a huge gap between people who know us and people who've experienced us and people who don't. They understand what it is. So to an outsider inspiring humanity, you're an airline, come on, just get me from point A to point B. On JetBlue, it really isn't like that. So one campaign I saw recently was one, it was called Fly Babies. And mm -hmm. as a loving father and a frequent traveler, you took one of those dreaded moments of crying babies and turned it into something to celebrate. You know, one, I <laughs> applaud that effort because I've been Thanks. in that situation on both sides. Yeah. Um, but the other, <laughs> the other thing is, you know, I, I'm curious where that idea came about. Was it, was it an internal idea? Was it external? You know, was it a collaboration with someone or a partner? So I'll start by telling you that I have a daughter and I am obviously a working mom. And in her first two years, while she could fly as a lap baby for free, I flew 57 segments um, with my wow. infant daughter, So, which is ambitious and maybe a little crazy, but I did that just to you know, be able to bring her on business trips and, and what have you, and my husband really supported that. So, But anyway, I've been there, right? So right. 57 segments with a kid under two, and you know that... Um, you know, that I knew that that insight was right. I knew it. So when we started talking about what does JetBlue do for Mother's Day and our agency brought us this concept, very high level, you know, what if we addressed the issue of crying babies on a plane and, you know, how tough that is on, on the moms and the parents. And, you know, I got that feeling that I get when I know an idea is good, which is I'm really, really excited and also really, really scared. And it's a, it's a real gut feeling. And that's effectively when I know that it's right. And I knew from my own experience that, that the insight was correct and that no matter what we did to bring that to life, that it would be okay because it was insight driven and a real, you know, a, a real fit for our mission. 
um, and our values to, to take that side and say, oh my gosh, it's hard on the mom. And when you get on the plane and people give you that look, like you're, you're this like devil person who dares bring a child and sort of highlight that irony, I guess. I don't know if it's technically irony, um, but that, that, bizarro thing that happens where everyone is lovely about babies everywhere you go and suddenly on a plane it's like this complete flip right so um so that was the genesis of the idea and i am so glad that we did it despite a ton of challenges we got a lot of folks internally and externally as we were building this campaign that said are you really going to talk about babies crying on a plane no one wants to talk about that um, you know, it's very alienating to business customers and we want them to still fly with us, of course. And, you know, don't we care about them too? And really like, why do you have to tell this story? But I went back to that, that feeling fundamentally of saying, no, this insight is correct and will resonate. And, and ultimately it did. And I'm glad that I, I pulled the trigger on that. So these challenges that you talk about, you know, how do you, how do you push through knowing that you, you just got a good idea? How do you, how do you either convince or push through? Where do you, where do you find the, the inspiration mm -hmm. to do that? Um, I find that bringing people along for the ride is always helpful. So you can't sort of do everything in a silo and you've got to bring all of your stakeholders along and ask their opinion and actually care about their opinion and their point of view and their expertise, whether that's your PR team or your legal team. So I'm also very flexible and willing to make changes and willing to ask our creative team to make changes, to make the work better, to incorporate a point of view that is um, trying to protect our brand or trying to make it better. I. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I find that as long as you don't um, mess with the core insight, you're probably still okay. Where I won't make changes as if, if something is fundamentally changing the thing that made it right and that made it work to begin with. Um, but I would say bringing people along and also knowing when you don't have to take someone's opinion. Sometimes it's enough to just say, okay, I've heard you and I'm not doing that and here's why. But I think listening at least goes a long way. Another campaign I saw was Reach Across the Aisle. And, you know, obviously it being an election year uh, this year, you know, it was great cultural relevance. But mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, how do you keep your team to maintain that? Uh, yeah. And, and I think that follows through with the fly babies too. You know, you're, you're tugging at something that's just core to the cultural 
elements of what's going on today. Right. And it's one of my main goals is to keep JetBlue culturally relevant. So here's what I do. There's not a ton of science to it. Um, I tell my team and my agency, everyone, that it is their job to be reading everything that they can, not just business and marketing or airline stuff, but everything so that we are part of these conversations so that we know what's going on so that we you know get the joke right and can join in in conversations big and small when it's relevant when we have a way in and then the flip side of that is you know I have to do it but also it's my job to stay open to those ideas so when someone comes to me and says hey there's this this thing or there's this conversation and maybe we can be a part of it I need to be open to that as well and not be afraid of it I was looking at your background, and you started off in uh, in finance before yeah. MBA. Then you went into wine, and now you're in aviation. Obviously. Tell me a little, <laughs> me a little about that journey. Um, <laughs> tell me a little about that journey. Um, I have found that my whole life makes a lot of sense in reverse. Um, and perhaps everybody feels that way when you look back, you go, oh, that all made sense. But going forward, it doesn't seem like you know where you're driving at all. So maybe that's helpful to some listeners, but I think that's a lot of people's experience. So I, I, I found my passion in marketing um, right around the time I went to business school. I actually enjoyed my time in finance and I learned a lot and no one can ever take that away from me. It also makes me a little bit dangerous as a marketer because the finance folks and the, the budget police um, really can't sort of pull the wool over. <laughs> and it's surprising what conversations I'm able to, to have with people, which, which is great. And it allows me to approach marketing from a, a very general management sort of approach. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's... A, I, I, I've uh, I'm not I got a finance background, but I love to use finance and marketing conversations. So I was yeah. curious about that, you know, especially when you get into a conversation about how you're investing behind the marketing and investing behind mm -hmm. the brand, and mm -hmm. um, you know, and you have that typical finance conversation, which is okay. Well, where are those investments? And I said, well, that's just because Gap doesn't allow for them right. to show up on the balance sheet. I'm sorry. Um, so we need some new rules. We need some new That's rules. Exactly. Oh my gosh, exactly. So, it, you know what too, just as marketing, I, I talk a lot about insight-driven ideas and brand values and our mission and storytelling and, and you know connecting with customers. But at the end of the day, this is also a science and we need to be rigorous about it and measuring how we're doing and getting better every day. So, you know, just because it's fun to talk a lot about emotional connections with customers and all of the brand building jargon, um, this is also fundamentally about running a business and that's what marketing is. I think a lot of people think we just do creative things and kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and hope that it works. That's not what's happening and that's not the kind of marketing um, department that, that we're running here. So now stepping back. That sounded you know, very harsh. No, 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 it's perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Um, so stepping back mm. and talking even more about yourself a little bit more, mm. you know, what fuels your success? What, what drives you? Um, this is not a job for me. That's, that's really what drives it. It's not a job. I love what I do and it doesn't feel like work at all. That really, really helps. I, 
I think about JetBlue and marketing and business problems and puzzles and ideas all the time. My husband, who's wonderfully supportive, he says employing me is a really great deal because you get my brain working on your business challenges pretty much all the time. You know, it's not to say I don't have balance. I spend a lot of time with my, my daughter and my husband, of course, um, but I'm always sort of bringing all of my experiences to bear with my JetBlue hat on. So it doesn't feel like work. Um, when people are unhappy in their job, I'm like, oh, is this a job for you? You should find something that doesn't feel that way every day because you'll be, you'll be great at that. And I would also say, just personally, I'm never really happy and never satisfied. I am my own best critic, and I see in everything I do the dozens of things that I want to do differently next time or that I would change, and that, um, while sometimes it's frustrating, it actually does keep me going to try to do better and better and better. Um, I try to have fun, too, and I just want to work with other people who think that this is, this is fun. That's what drives me. Great. What brands or companies are you following or you think others should take notice of? I mean, obviously JetBlue, but if we think about others, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, where, where do you look? Sure. I am a little bit obsessed with a brand. It's a new brand called M.M. La Fleur. It is a women's clothing company based here in New York, and they are solving the problem of professional work clothes. Um, that are high quality, affordable, and um, appropriate for for women in, in the workplace. It's really an incredible business, and they're starting to grow, and I love the way that they're communicating with their customers, so people should check that out for sure. It's very personal. It's a lot of great storytelling about their customers and how... Um, how their clothing has become a part of their life. They do a great blog and a really great email newsletter that I actually read. Um, so that's one. I, I love SoulCycle. Um, I'm totally in the cult. And I love it from a, a product perspective, from an experience perspective, but from a marketing perspective as well. They have, they have built a cult. Wow. What's not to love? And they don't do a lot of paid media at all. They do a lot of really fun, culturally relevant things around, around, I see it here in New York and I've seen it in other cities that they're in. They feel very local. Very nice, very nice. We get out your crystal ball because I know you have to have one. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, where do you think marketing's going? What do, you, what do you expect to be on the horizon for marketing? I think that we are going to become more science-driven, more data-driven. This is um, moving away from the sort of creative gut feel, loosey-goosey stuff and into a lot more of a, a rigorous field. And I think we'll be perceived as such. And marketing is really about business problem solving. And so I would like us to all collectively think about ourselves in that way and, and talk about marketing in that way. Well, Elizabeth, thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.